I'm your host, Fraser Bailey, and welcome to the VegUp Podcast, where we talk mindset, psychology, plant-based nutrition, lifestyle, and big dreams. So if you want to get your head in the game, level up, and become the best version of you, listen in. Let's go. Vegan plant-based nutritionists versus non-vegan plant-based nutritionists. Who should you hire and who should you get your help from and who should you source your knowledge from if you want to thrive on a vegan plant-based diet? Guys, what's up? I wanted to do another episode talking about this strange concept where sometimes people who are doing a plant-based diet, they will go and get coaching or a program or plans customized for them from someone who is not vegan. And so the person creating the plan, the person creating their plant-based plan for them isn't even plant-based. So I want to explain to you the errors in the thinking and my concerns with this, right? So Here's a little analogy for you. It's kind of like if I am going down the road and some engine light comes on my truck and I'm like, oh, wow, what's going on? My truck's flashing an engine light. You know, what's the issue here? And then I get on Google and I call up the nearest plumber (laughs) and I'm like, hey, I know you do plumbing in houses, but I've got an engine light on in my car. Can you come and try and fix my car for me because you're a plumber? And, and and if the plumber was like, oh yeah, sure, like I do, I do cars as well. You'd be wondering, is this person like a jack of all trades, but a master of none, or are they just saying that? Maybe they're one of the lucky few that knows a little bit about vehicles. Who knows, right? But can you see the logic here? Where would you get an electrician to do your plumbing? Or would you get a, a person who is a carpenter to fix your the engine of your vehicle? It's, it's the same thinking here by getting someone who doesn't have experience in a certain field to do something else for you that they haven't even done themselves. It's kind of like having getting someone who maybe has flown airplanes before to then put them in a helicopter for the first time. I'd be very nervous. I'd be like, look, you might have flown a plane before, but do you even know how to fly a helicopter? The two seem quite different. And so this process, guys, is really important because I've seen this with people where they will go and get coaching from someone who might have some degree of knowledge and maybe they're good in their field, but they're not plant-based they, they haven't immersed themselves in this niche they have not immersed themselves in this aspect of doing things and i'm telling you as someone who has done this for over eight years there is no one and i mean this there's no one that will be truly well versed and highly experienced in creating optimal plant-based nutrition protocols if they don't live this way themselves I just know it for a a fact because they have no way of knowing if a lot of these things stand the test of time and actually work because they probably don't test it on themselves or many of their clients. 
And so a lot of it's just typing into Google and seeing what comes up and just piecing something together to seem intelligent. So the thing you got to remember, guys, is that if you want an expert in something, go to someone who's living it and embodying it, right? That's why in one of the other episodes, I talked about how I would never go to a coach who was yo-yo dieting. You know, as much as I admire their, and I've done this in the past, I'm guilty of this. I, I did this a number of years ago when I was still evolving as a coach myself. So I am literally guilty of this, but that's why I've never gone back there again because I realized it and I was like, man, I'm never living out of alignment with this again. And so when I see other coaches who post like they've gained weight and they've got a bit sloppy and now they're going to get things back together again, I'm like, obviously your processes are not very sustainable. You can't even sustain them yourself. So why would I trust you to get me a good result and something that lasts? So that's just my thinking. So when it comes to non-vegan nutritionists and non-vegan fitness coaches and health coaches versus plant-based ones, if you're looking to truly optimize and thrive on a plant-based diet, which I think is possible for everyone if they do it the right way, is you've got to understand there's this difference between this old paradigm of thinking and the new paradigm. A lot of old school or traditional nutritionists or traditional people who do meal plans and that type of thing for just the average person with the average diet, they focus heavily on just calories and macros. So when I say calories and macros, I mean just your total calorie consumption and protein, carbohydrates, and fats. That tends to be their main focus. And they try to piece everything together like a Rubik's cube. So they'll say, well, based on your body weight and your approximate training output, you need to consume 160 grams of protein, you know, 40 grams of fat and 100 grams of carbohydrates or something like that. I'm just throwing numbers out there. And that is to me like old school thinking. It's old school practices. It's kind of like web 1.0. And if you know anything about the world of blockchain and cryptocurrencies, this world of web 3.0 with decentralized finance and, and decentralized applications, this web 3.0 it is the frontier. It is the future in many ways. But people still operate in this web 1.2.0 or this web 1.0 mentality. It's the same when it comes to nutrition. People are operating from this, this two-dimensional approach to health and dietary protocols where it's just protein, carbohydrates, and fats, and just calories. And that's generally all they focus on. And the first thing that I'll tell you is that most non-vegan coaches tend to overshoot someone's protein requirements. Now, I'm not at the other end of the spectrum like some vegans will say, oh, protein doesn't even matter. I think that's naive as well. I think that everything matters in the right context and you want to have a good balance. But I've seen some people you know, who are smaller than me shooting for like 200 grams of protein, 220 grams of protein per day, and they are like half the size of me. And I'm thinking to myself, it's irrational to be doing these things because it's based on a web 2.0, a two-dimensional model of what the human body really is. And so what is this new frontier? What is this new paradigm? Part of it is the veg up method that what we teach about eating the rainbow, diversity of nutrition, diversity of micronutrients, different vitamins and minerals, different colors, living foods, sprouts, microgreens, fermented foods, and also rotating your food choices and understanding when you should be consuming certain things, nutrient timing. 
And so can you see here how there's multiple other factors to the equation that most people will just overlook and they'll just focus on that old model. And because of that, they might get some results, but the results are never that good and they're always harder to sustain. You never feel amazing. Your results might be a little bit, but it's always kind of average. And so for that reason, that's the biggest difference between this old paradigm and this new paradigm. And that to add to the point of just being very heavily focused on just macros, what they'll often also do is they'll focus on micronutrients, but in pill form. So take up this multivitamin, take these other supplements, take these other minerals as a way to just basically fill in the blanks. There's no real understanding about how these foods work together in nature with cofactors and, and absorption and different things. Understanding that the natural forms of these foods is usually your best bet. And then if you need to supplement with different vitamins and minerals on top of that, based on your blood work and your results and your biofeedback, then maybe you do that. But there's this almost like <clears throat> this approach to just give you the basics and then just <laughs> use expanding foam all around the rough edges by giving you a multivitamin pill. And uh, just, just to cover everything, right? Just to throw everything on the wall and see what sticks. Part of that, guys, is just because there isn't a deeper intimate understanding of the food choices available to you. And so one of the most common things, I've had a lot of people who maybe started their journey or were, were bodybuilders, for example. Like I, I coached former IFBB pro Danny Redden. And she did very well at Olympia, for example. And she's an amazing person, a great, great role model for people now. She's just has an amazing journey and an amazing story. And I would veganize her meal her, her prep from her coach. And one of the common themes that I see when I veganize a lot of people's traditional non-vegan plans is that, or even when I get a plan from someone that is maybe a non-vegan coach, so this is the better example. If I get a plan from someone who's plant-based or vegan, from a coach who's not vegan or plant-based, it's usually like this. Plant-based meat alternative, like Beyond Burgers or Impossible Burgers or some type of chicken replacement or some type of meat beef replacement, like a processed food or tofu or seitan. It's either seitan, tofu, or some type of plant-based meat replacement, and then lots and lots of protein shakes. And then you're adding in your broccoli and your potato and your rice. And that's their plan. And that plan is a two-dimensional 1.0 version of what we teach. I used to teach that over 10 years ago. It's not the way forward for most people, guys. It's not going to get you truly optimal. Part of the challenge and the disconnect is that most of these coaches literally don't even know what food options are out there for their clients to consume. And so, for instance, like there are things like tempeh. Some people know about tempeh, but most don't. Most non-vegan coaches don't. Tempeh is very useful. It's a fermented soy and brown rice product. It's also fermented. It's like high-protein hash browns. There's also hempeh. So hempeh is really good. It's a hemp-based tempeh it's very calorie dense and so for people that maybe have digestive issues or struggle consuming enough volume to build muscle that's a very useful tool for someone because of the caloric density the volumetrics of that food 
There are oh, there are so many other things like natto. Natto's fermented soybeans, highest food and vi- vitamin K2. Really, really good for bone gen- bone regeneration and cell growth within bones. And so these things have other benefits outside of just protein, right? Outside of just fats or outside of just carbohydrates. That's what I look for. I'm looking for what is a food that not just addresses their macro requirements, but a ton of other requirements. Where is the prebiotic fibers in their diet? Where are the probiotics in their diet? So we can seed their gut with the right soil and then the right seeds to nurture their biome so they increase their absorption rates. What is their omega-3 to 6 to 9 ratios? Are they getting enough quality omega-3s into their diet? Are they getting enough zinc or copper or cofactors to create absorption for other things? Right, So maybe their iron levels are a little bit low. If it's a female, for example, maybe they need more copper in the form of adding in lentils as a secondary protein on top of their primary protein. Maybe their primary, primary protein on that meal is tempeh, but maybe they add in two tablespoons of lentils as a cofactor to help with the absorption of the iron and the spinach that they're consuming. This sounds complicated, guys, and for the most part, it is, but that's why I do what I do. That's why most people get a 1.0 version of these plants because the coach will just give them this typical fitness bodybuilding breakdown of here's your protein, it's tofu, plant-based meat. And I'm here to tell you guys that there is a time and place for plant-based meat alternatives. I understand potentially from an environmental perspective or from definitely from an ethical perspective, right? So like if someone is purely in this for ethics, I completely understand that reasoning. I do this, a heavy part of this for me is the ethics. And so if I had to consume something, yeah, I would consume that. But I don't even think you need to be consuming those things if you want to be truly, if you're if you're focused on health and optimization. Yet a lot of coaches will give you those things because they literally don't know what else to put in there. They're like, well, the macros don't fit does not compute (laughs) like they don't know what else to put into the routine to actually make it work and then what what will often happen is you'll end up taking like two or three four protein shakes per day because they can't make it all fit together properly and what happens then very often with all those extra protein shakes is it's going to tear digestion up and you'll get a lot of bloating and gas and that can really just do a number on your digestion and your mood and your energy levels and so though I've had people come to me that have done typical bodybuilding diets, whether they were vegan or not, but I had both and their diets were just wrecked. They would get tons of bloating. They'd just been consuming foods over and over again, almost de- developing allergic responses to foods because of this mass overconsumption, this very myopic diet that they, they were then trying to fill in the blanks with lots and lots of just synthetic vitamins and minerals from a pill. And I kind of explain it like, it's a bit like, you know, when you're thinking about vitamins and minerals from a multivitamin, think of like, if you've got a a watch, and it's like an analog watch with like the little cogs and the hands and it turns and all that stuff. It's like taking a multivitamin is like taking different parts of the watch, like the different cogs and the arms, but it's not the whole watch in a whole form, like a whole food. Or, or a series of whole foods. And because of that, there's little mechanisms in the watch missing, little cofactors, things that help with absorption. And so, and because of that, you excrete some of it. 
you don't even use everything that you're consuming because you're not consuming in whole form because these people don't know how to prescribe nutritional protocols that actually do that, that fit their old paradigm. It's like they're trying to force a round peg into a square hole. They have this old model of doing things, this old number of protein, this old number of carbohydrates, this old number of fats and calories they're trying to make you hit based on an old model, but they're trying to use a 2.0 way of eating in that model. It just does not compute. It doesn't work, guys. And so, and beyond that, I definitely think there's something to be said with the fact that most of these people don't understand the ill effects that a lot of dairy and high consumption of eggs and all these other things have on someone's physiology. I'll be the first to tell you, I don't care what people say. Before I was vegan, I consumed a ton of eggs. My cholesterol was stupidly high and my bad cholesterol was stupidly high. That The one thing I removed and then I got it retested again and it dropped dramatically. And I've actually tested this on other new vegans who came to me who were maybe vegetarian and I got them to get, get off the dairy and just and they were consuming just eggs and then they got their blood work done and then they went fully vegan for two months. And then their LDL, their bad particle LDL decreased dramatically. So I've seen this again, time and time again, guys, from foods. And so these people think some of these things are healthy. And so if they think some of these things are healthy, or if they think dairy is good for you, and dairy is an endocrine disruptor, one of the first things that a lot of dermatologists will get you to remove if you're getting a lot of acne and skin reactions is dairy. Because of its nature, as an endocrine disruptor. So it disrupts hormones, your endocrine system. And so it's not just about the, like the protein in the, in the milk. It's what's happening on a hormonal level. What's happening on a chemical level? What's happening with your gut? If you're getting digestive issues and you're consuming these foods, that's an issue. That's showing you something is wrong in your system. And very often, these coaches with this old paradigm, they won't understand that because they won't know what to replace it with. They literally don't have the mental food database in their head to know what to replace their traditional foods with because they've never tried them. They don't even know what's available out there. And so they're at the limitation of their knowledge. Maybe they were able to get you from you know, Los Angeles to Utah based on their knowledge so far, but that's the end of their roadmap. The end of their roadmap stops at Utah. They don't know how to get you from Utah to New York. So at that point, they just start guessing. And that's usually what happens, guys. And that's when the wheel spinning starts. So what I'm trying to say here is always hire experts in areas that they actually do that thing, that they're actually proficient in that thing. And they live and and literally embody that thing. Like if you're vegan and you've got a nutritionist who's not plant-based helping you, you're never going to maximize the result you could if you got someone like me to help you, period, ever. Like, it's just not going to happen. I will put all the money down in the world on that one because I know what it takes to have the mental food library in my head. It literally takes living this way and understanding all these mechanisms coming together and having myself as a test subject and all my students as test subjects to refine these processes. That's the biggest distinguishing factor, guys, is the old paradigm versus the new one, is that very often, and and I'm not 
talking down on these coaches. In certain areas, maybe they are skillful, but they're trying to apply their old methodology, their old paradigm, their round peg into the square hole, and it doesn't fit because the way that people need to eat as a whole food plant-based is going to be different. The main reason why it doesn't fit is because a lot of plant proteins inherently have carbohydrates attached to them as well. And so if you look at any plant protein, if even if you're looking at tempeh or you're looking at lentils or chickpeas or lentil pasta or anything of that nature, it's always going to have some degree of carbohydrates or some type of fat as well. And because it's got the extra carbohydrates, they can't make sense of where to put it. They don't know where to put it in the equation because it's not quote unquote high protein enough. And so because it's not high protein enough, that's when they start adding in lots of extra shakes or they just get you to go on this never ending rotation of tofu and plant-based meat alternatives because that's the easiest solution for them to come up with something. That's why those old paradigms don't fit into the new model. And so for me, the biggest steps that I had to take adapting my nutrition was first of all to recognize that I was massively over consuming my protein consumption to start with. You know, at about 190, 195 pounds, even if I was consuming 200, I would still say that wasn't necessary for me. Before I was vegan, I was consuming maybe 220 grams at 200 pounds. Since being vegan for the years and years now, I'm now probably, if I had to guess, on a sliding scale, depending on how much my total caloric intake is, it probably ranges anywhere from 120 through to 160 grams, just based on if it's a rest day or a training day. And it's a sliding scale based on my total caloric consumption. So on days where I may be increasing, my, if I'm doing a calorie cycle, and on some days, if it's a really hard training day, and my total calories are going up, obviously my protein, my carbs, and everything will increase. Everything incrementally increases. Equally on days where it's maybe a rest day or I'm decreasing my metabolic demands, everything incrementally decreases. And so with this sliding scale that I use, I'm much more able to add in a diverse range of foods because I'm not trying to fit this really rigid model of what the macro ratios should look like. That's the biggest thing. And I'll tell you this, I've been able to achieve optimal results on a, a huge amount of people via a multitude of different ratios based on the person, based on their digestion, based on their hunger and cravings. Some people do well with really large meals. They want a lot of fiber. They want a lot of carbohydrates. You really bulk their meals up and that really satiates them. Other people, if you tried to give them that meal, they'd get tons of bloating and they'd feel really distended and uncomfortable. In that instance, you need to opt for more whole food fats and more calorically dense food choices. Most conventional programming doesn't focus on that. And so the person will either be jamming food in and they'll be getting bloating and feeling discomfort and just not feeling good, trying to force the outcome, trying to force the result. So that's where volumetrics and your own unique biofeedback cross-referenced back into this mental food system that I have is so fundamentally important. So can you see here the biggest difference of all? It's such a massive difference. It's obvious to me but it's not always obvious to people out there. So when you're thinking about getting mentorship and coaching, think about it from a place of understanding this, three, this, this 3.0 version of things, this new paradigm of eating and seeing your health from multiple pillars, not just from fat loss or not just from muscle building. 
that it's about what is happening in your blood work, what is happening with your mood and your energy levels, what is happening with your levels of anxiety, because food can impact levels of anxiety, literally. What is happening with your gut biome and are you getting bloating? Are you getting constipation? Are you getting diarrhea? What's happening with your skin quality? Are you getting rashes or is your skin looking really clear? What's happening with your training? Are you recovering really quickly or do you feel like it's it's a very slow process and you're not recovering? All of these variables come into play. And then beyond that, you've got to be able to take into, into consideration all the other factors. You know, are you, what is your occupation? What is your family dynamic? Because if you don't take all of these things into consideration, your process is not going to be sustainable long-term. So take home point here, guys, old paradigm versus new paradigm. Always make sure that the person, the specialist that you get in your corner is someone who walks the walk, who's someone who literally embodies and does what you want to be achieve, uh, successful at and achieve. If you're getting someone to help you with something and they don't even do it themselves, good luck because the results very going to be very uncertain. You might get a little bit of results, but you're going to be leaving so much on the table. That's the thing to remember is you might say, well, I get a little bit of results. You could probably 10x the result that you got. And that's what you could have got if you really got the proper help from an expert who walks the walk. So go out there today, guys, reassess what you're doing. Share this information with people because this is a common thing that I see with people. And you need to understand that you don't want to be getting a mechanic to help you with your indoor plumbing. And equally, you don't want to be getting a carpenter to help you fly your plane. Find someone who's well-versed in the things that you want to be good at and model from them. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Veg Up podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. Please leave us a review and share this on social media. Tag me. Let me know what helped you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let's get this information out to the world. Help me do that. And be sure to email us over at Fraser at EvolvingAlpha.com for coaching options and mentorship. Because if you want growth, it begins here, my friend.